recording Orchestraville. Orchestraville? Where's that? You change, you change four score and seven to to eighty-seven. Oh, that view is tremendous. A landing was made this morning on the coast of France by troops of the Allied Expeditionary Force. I don't blame them for dyeing your hair, I said, but they waited too long to embalm it. Time now for spinning my dad's vinyl. Here with all his skips, scratches, and pops is my dad, Frank Beccarello. Thanks, sweetie. And thank you for tuning in to episode 65 of Spinning My Dad's Vinyl. It's a 78 RPM Sunday. Now, on this show, we've had music sung in the language of my birth, English, the language of my heritage, Italian, and the rhythmic beat of the language of Latin America, Spanish. We now turn to another language I'm going to butcher, German. So get ready for a 1934 performance of the music that just might have given Token an idea in Volume 65, Wagner's Valkyrie.
are listening to Leopold Stokowski and the Philadelphia Orchestra with excerpts from Die Valkyrie. Now, we just heard the first disc of the collection, or part one. Okay, why this collection for this episode? Well, I've always been a big fan of the loud symphonies, using as much brass as possible. So when I saw this collection that included one of the most well-known melodies in recorded history, I knew I had to pull it out and play it for you. Plus, it has a MASH connection and a Hogan's Heroes connections. That's a rare twofer. The music from Die Valkyrie is from a larger opera called Ring des Nibelungen. There's an episode of MASH where Charles Winchester III is telling Margaret Houlihan that he thinks that Wagner's Ring des Nibelungen is the greatest work in all the operatic literature. And Hot Lips replies, I think I saw it with Ethel Merman. And now, all I can think of is Sergeant Schultz on a Hogan's Heroes episode, where he's guarding what he thinks is musical instruments for an important concert. But when the strains of this next stirring melody comes wafting out of the tent, he immediately launches himself back in time to a memory of the old guard and struts around the the compound, very military-like, which is very un-Schultz-like. Even Clink was feeling patriotic in during this episode. Memorable episode. And this song probably helped make it memorable.
The Ride of the Valkyrie, Part 1. Okay, let me tell you about the collection of 78 RPM records I chose for this episode. Excerpts from The Valkyrie, Philadelphia Orchestra, Leopold Stokowski, a Victor musical masterpiece. It's on the Victor Matrix label, number CS83102. It's a four shellac 78 RPM records format. It was released in 1934. Its genre is Classical. It was recorded April 30th, 1934 in the Camden Church Studio 2 in Camden, New Jersey, one of three sets of records the orchestra recorded that day. The instrumentation is 12 first violins, 10 second violins, 8 violas, 6 cellos, 5 basses, 4 flutes, 3 oboes, 4 bassoons, 3 clarinets, bass clarinet, 3 trumpets, 4 trombones, 5 horns, a tuba, a harp, timpani, and 2 battery or other percussion. You will also hear Lawrence Tibbet baritone as Votan uh, during some of these, this episode in a role he did not sing in the opera house, although several times in concert performance. And we will hear six of the eight sides of this collection. Now, I am going to read uh, just a few a few lines from the liner notes that come in almost a playbill that was literally just glued on the inside cover of this collection. This music drama is the first of the three which, prefaced by Das Rheingold, comprised the Nibelungen Ring, a work which occupied Wagner's ever-active mind for more than 26 years. While still conductor of the Dresden Opera, his interest in Scandinavian, Germanic, and Icelandic sagas resulted in the poem Siegfried's Death, written in 1848. Then, realizing that one drama was inadequate for the proper portrayal of so vast a legend, he wrote another poem as an introduction, which he called Young Siegfried in 1851. The following year, he wrote the poem Die Valkyrie, which he prefaced, prefaced with Das Rheingold. And there you go, written and published completely out of chronological order over a 26-year period. Hmm. Just some like some movies from some director named George Lucas. <laughs> now, I could not find the value of this collection anywhere. Discogs does not seem to have it listed. And neither did Amazon or eBay, even other album sites that uh, list prices that don't have value. Now, the records in my dad's collections are in, they're in very poor condition. I will have to admit that I did some heavy filtering on these in order for them to sound halfway decent for this episode. Filtering is not something I usually do on spinning my dad's vinyl, but I thought the music in this collection was worth the effort. But even all that filtering couldn't fix the two discs that I am not playing on this episode. Now, the the album cover, the cover is actually in very is in fair condition. However, the individual record envelopes they've got slits in the bottoms, probably from holding up the heavy shellac records for decades. I'm going to call my dad's collection overall in poor condition. But there's just something about the music, how it was recorded, where it was recorded, who recorded it, and I'm going to value it at $5. Now, let's conclude this part of the ride. Thank you. 
And there is Ride of the Valkyrie Conclusion, and that's from the third disc. Now, we've got two people to learn about for this episode. First, the composer, Richard Wagner. Wilhelm Richard Wagner was born May 22, 1813, and died February 13, 1883. He was a German composer, theater director, palmacist, philosopher, and conductor who is chiefly known for his operas, or as some of his mature works were later known, music dramas. Unlike most opera composers, Wagner wrote both the libretto and the music for each of his stage works. Initially establishing his reputation as a composer of works in the romantic vein of Karl Maria von Weber and Giacomo Meyerbeer, Wagner revolutionized opera through his concept of the, I'm not even going to try this German work, but it means total work of art, by which he sought to synthesize the poetic, visual, musical, and dramatic arts, which with music subsidiary to draw Drama. He described this vision as a series of essays published between 1849 and 1852. Wagner realized these ideas most fully in the first half of the four opera cycle, uh, Der Ring des Nibelungen, The Ring of the Nibelungen. His compositions, particularly those of his later period, are notable for their complex textures, rich harmonies and orchestration, and the elaborate use of leitmotifs, musical phrases associated with individual characters, places, ideas, or plot elements, hmm, used quite frequently in modern theater. His advances in musical language, such as extreme chromaticism and quickly shifting tonal centers, greatly influenced the development of classical music. His Tristan und Isolde is sometimes described as marking the start of modern music. Wagner had his own opera house built, the Bayreuth Festspielhaus, which embodied many novel design features. The Ring and Parsifal were premiered here, and his most important stage works continue to be performed at the annual Bayreuth Festival run by his descendants. Now, let's learn about the arranger and orchestra conductor, Leopold Stokowski. Leopold Anthony Stokowski, born April 18, 1882, died September 13, 1977, was an English conductor, one of the leading conductors of the early and mid-20th century. He is best known for his long association with the Philadelphia Orchestra and his appearance in the Disney film Fantasia with that orchestra. He was especially noted for his freehand conducting style that spurned the traditional baton and for obtaining a characteristically sumptuous sound from the orchestra he directed. Stokowski was music director of the Cincinnati Symphony Orchestra, the Philadelphia Orchestra, the NBC Symphony Orchestra, New York Philharmonic Symphony Orchestra, the Houston Symphony Orchestra, the Symphony of the Air, and many others. He was also the founder of the All-American Youth Orchestra, the New York Symphony so the New York City Symphony, the Hollywood Bowl Symphony Orchestra, and the American Symphony Orchestra. Stokowski conducted the music for and appeared in several Hollywood films, most notably... Disney's Fantasia, one of my all-time favorite films, and was a lifelong champion of contemporary composers, giving many premieres of new music during a 60-year conducting career. Stokowski, who made his official conducting debut in 1909, appeared in public for the last time in 1975, but continued making recordings until June 1977, a few months before his death 
at the age of 95. The symphonic synthesis of Wagner's Die Valkyrie was another of Stokowski's arrangements of music selected from a Wagner opera intended to give a continuous musical flow, primarily of the orchestral music of the portions favored by Stokowski. And now we actually hear the wonderful tenor of Lawrence Tibet. front side of disc number four, or Votan's Farewell. Now time for this episode's interesting side note, and we've got another quick twofer here for you. Some critics have suggested that J.R.R. Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings was directly derived from Richard Wagner's opera cycle, The Ring de Nibelungen, whose plot also centers on a powerful ring from Germanic mythology. Tolkien was influenced by Germanic heroic legend, especially its Norse and Old English forms. 
During his education at King Edward School in Birmingham, he read and translated from the Old Norse in his free time. One of his first Norse purchases was the Valsanga Saga. While a student, Tolkien read the only available English translation of the Valsanga Saga, the 1870 rendering by William Morris of the Victorian Arts and Crafts Movement and Icelandic scholar Elric Magnusson. The Old Norse Volsunga Saga and the Old High German Nibelungenlied were coeval texts made with the use of the same ancient sources. Both of them provided some of the basis for Wagner's opera series, The Ring the Nibelungen, featuring in particular a magical but cursed golden ring and a broken sword reforged. In the Valsunga Saga, these items correspond broadly to the one ring and the sword. The Valsunga Saga also gives various names found in Tolkien. Tolkien's The Legend of the Sigurd and Gruden discusses the saga saga in relation to the myth of Sigurd and Gruden. So I think both Wagner and Tolkien use the same source material for their tales. And second, and I think a lot more fun here, Bugs Bunny once became Stokowski. Long Haired Hair is a 1949 animated short film directed by Chuck Jones and written by Michael Maltese. It was the 60th short to feature Bugs Bunny. In addition to including the homophones Hair and Hair, the title is also a pun on Long Hairs, a characterization of classical music lovers. Now we're going to skip to the part of the short where there is a concert in progress. During the concert's final act, Bugs poses as the highly respected Leopold Stokowski, prompting the musicians, Bugs nemesis opera singer Giovanni, the conductor, and the audience to immediately snap to attention, show reverence, and acknowledge him with repeated astonished cries of Leopold as Bugs takes over the conducting duties and the original conductor respectfully hands the reins of the performance over to him. Bugs casually snaps the baton evenly in two and tosses the pieces aside, conducting with his hands instead, as did the real Leopold Sukowski. It was quite a memorable short film that ended up on Saturday morning cartoons for decades. And now back to the Giovanni and our story, Lawrence Tibet.
We have skipped ahead to side seven, or Wotan's farewell concluded. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. I will paraphrase the good Dr. Winchester when I say that Flight of the Valkyrie is probably the most recognized piece of music in all of opera. And I was happy to bring you several selections of the music from the famed The Ring des Nibelungen. And I can hardly wait to dive deeper into the classical music my dad had in these 78 RPM shellac records. And now, time for a fiery ending.
the second side of disc four or side eight, The Magic Fire. And there you have selections from a 1934 recording of Leopold Stokowski conducting the Philadelphia Orchestra. So thanks for tuning into this 78 RPM Sunday, Volume 65, Wagner's Valkyrie, however you did. If you want more information about this show, head over to spinningmydadsvinyl.com. I'll be back next week with all my skips, scratches, and pops for the start of Jazz Appreciation Month and Volume 66, Sax Master Hawkins. Until then, go with the flow, my friends.